Hello, Sweet Sila podcast listener. We have an exciting invitation for you. Plan to help us celebrate our 100th episode on April the 1st. Wow, 100 episodes, that is a lot. Would you, dear listener, lend us your voice for this special occasion? For those of you who will not be able to come in person to our party, you can send a short testimony with your name, where you're from, and why you enjoy this podcast. You could even record it and send it along. Please email written or audio to Sharon at SweetSela.org. For you, dear listeners who live near Rochester, New Hampshire, well then, come on over to the party on Saturday, April 1st. We will be at Word Radio from 10 to noon. Their studios and offices are at 120 Washington Street. In true party atmosphere with food, balloons, door prizes, and a drawing, please come. You can also record your testimony in the studio. We would love to see you there. Welcome to a podcast designed to bring biblical encouragement to your weary soul. We are so glad you're listening and we pray God blesses you and strengthens you in your walk with Him. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is brought to you by the cooperative efforts of Sweet Sela Ministries and Word Radio. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. This is episode 98, Love Like Jesus. This is season 7 for our podcast, and we are unpacking the fruit of the Spirit, one fruit at a time right now. And of course, we are starting with the beautiful fruit of love, and the best kind of love. The kind of love that is specific to Christians, and shown to us by Jesus when he lived and walked on earth. The Greek word for it is agape. Sharon, can you explain to us what agape means? I would love to. That's actually part of my word for the year. God's asked me to really focus on sacrifice this Mm -hmm. year and sacrificial love. And agape love is a sacrificial kind Mm -hmm. of love. It's a put-the-other-first, servant-hearted kind of love. I'm like, really, Lord? That's what you want me to focus on this year? (laughs) (laughs) It's not just on, I kind of like you, love. It's an, I would die for you love. Mm. Amy Carmichael um, had this saying, whenever she had to surrender her will to do good for someone else, you know how Jesus tells us to die to ourselves? Mm -hmm. She'd say, oh, it's another chance to die. This is a chance to die to myself. Mm. That's agape love, dying to our selfish ways, our our desire for things to go the way we want. It's It's hard. It is hard. Yeah, so it's wow. a hard word for the year, Sharon. I know. Last, last year's word was abide. Oh. Hang out with Jesus. Yes. It was a great year. <laughs> this year it's down to business. Uh, I know. I'm like, Lord, what is coming up? Maybe I don't want to know. I, it doesn't matter. That's the word he gave me. So oh. I'm going to just dig in. So it's a hard one to emulate because it really means laying aside our own selfishness for the good of others. And you know what? I was reading up on it, and it's hardly ever found in non-Christian Greek literature. Really? It's rarely used. Wow. Agape. It's almost like it had to be invented by Christians to describe the rarity of this kind of love that wasn't motivated by someone doing nice things to us, so Mm. they deserve our love. Right. right? And you know, it's funny. Have you ever heard the Delilah show? I don't even know if it's on anymore. yes. Yes, one at night. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's so fun, (laughs) you know. know, And some of it is so sweet. You know, my mother just died. Would you play a song Mm. so I can remember her? And I cry and listen to this song. (laughs) But some of it's kind of funny because, you know, I would like to dedicate this song to Shirley, who I love. And Delilah will say, 
why do you love Shirley? Yeah. And then the man will say, Shirley cooks for me and she makes nice food for me. And Shirley <laughs> makes me feel good about myself. And Shirley is always there for me. And I'm like, wow. So what happens if Shirley gets sick and she's no longer cooking for you mm. and, and listening to you? Will you still love her? Right. Right? Because the married kind of love is for better or for worse yeah. in sickness and in health till death do us part. Mm. The married kind of love is agape love, but a lot of times we have a what I would call a quid pro quo love. Right. I love you because you love me, yeah. and you're showing me affection, so, oh, I feel warm toward you. Mm. Agape love says, I love you even when you hurt me. Mm. Oh, that's so hard. I know, <laughs> and that's my word for the year. <laughs> I'll be praying for you, Sharon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh, it's so easy to love the lovable people. It's really hard to to love the ones that are unkind yeah. and the ones that are harder to love. Yes. So yes, this is a good one. Mm. So I'm glad this is a fruit of the spirit, Sharon, because I cannot produce that kind of love on my own. Not at all. <laughs> so how do we show agape love? How do we learn to express that love to others when we want to show selfish love. Well, this reminds me of our podcast we did about um, the vine. The yes. Fruit. Staying attached to the vine. So walking in step with the spirit and staying attached to the vine because we have to have his sap throwing, flowing through us and his living water in order to love that way. Or there's no chance for us. No chance. We'll resort to selfish love Absolutely. instantly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I wanted to start with the vine, with the step of the spirit. We, we've got to establish first that we can't do this, that this is fruit given to us by the Lord, right. and that the only way we walk in it is by asking for it, longing for it, studying it, mm. and staying attached to the vine. Exactly. Well done. I yeah, love that's it. so true. Okay, so let's each list a few examples of how Jesus loved just to set the tone. Okay? Oh, yeah. We won't mention the obvious. He literally died for us. <laughs> There's that one. There's yeah. that one. <laughs> That's a good he one. He also <laughs> loved people uniquely during his ministry years. Mm. But um, here's some other ones yeah. um, that I thought of. One, one that I've always loved is that he didn't just heal the lepers. Mm. He touched them. These are people yeah. that no one touched. Contagious disease, they thought. Gross flesh falling off. You yeah. know, no one wants to touch a leper. He touched them. Mm. So that's one of mine. Another one is he was kind to the outcast at the well, the Samaritan woman that yeah. nobody liked, who yes. had to go to the well alone. <laughs> um, and he even humbled himself and asked her for help. I mean, that's mm. such a, just such a showing of love to the unlovely. Yeah. Um, and then when he was dying on the cross, he's looking at his mom while he's in agony and making sure John's going to take care of her. Know, that kills me. So just little, little acts of love in Jesus' life that are big. Yeah. How about you? Can you think of any? I was thinking about the woman. He saw the heart of the woman who washed his feet with tears. She came into that room with all those men just looking at her with such scorn, and they knew her sins, and obviously Jesus did too, but he saw her heart. Mm -hmm. He knew that her heart was to, to worship him. That's so, I just think that's so precious. <laughs> it is, yes. Um, I love when he allowed the children to come to him, and he blessed them. I and everyone else too. is like, keep those kids out of here. And he's like, let them come to me. I just love that. He saw the little, the unimportant, quote unquote, people mm -hmm. um, in society. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. And then my third one was I, when he brought the little boy back from the dead for his widow mama. Yes. Like, holy cow. She had no one. She had her boy. And God 
God brought him back. Jesus brought her, brought him back for her. Yeah. And it's so special. He knew that she would need him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His compassion was incredible. Yeah. And we could go on and on and there's on. There's so many. It's hard to pick just three. I'm like, okay, which are my top three favorites? But there's a right, lot of them. Right, Because, I mean, Jesus was a walking example of love and everything he did. Was, yeah. Even when he got kind of ticked off at the Pharisees, he wanted <laughs> them to turn. Yeah. You know, he wanted right. them to see um, he showed love all the time. Mm. He really did. So we're going to look at two key passages of Scripture that reveal to us that agape kind of love. And um, the first one, Philippians 2, 3 through 11, really celebrates um, Jesus' agape love for us. So mm. I'll, I'll start with verse 3, and let's read back and forth, sure. okay? So Philippians 2, 3, it starts with this. Don't be selfish. Don't <laughs> try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. That's a hard one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue <clears throat> declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I love this verse so much. <laughs> you know, one of the things I love about it is it's, it's a principle, really. After sacrifice comes honor. Mm. You know, the Lord lifts up the humble. Yeah. And he is not really fond of the proud. I mean, he <laughs> loves them, but he wants them squished so he can lift them up, you right. know. So that's just a principle that Jesus lived out. He humbled himself, and then he was honored. And it's just, mm. we see that in so many different lives. Right. He didn't yeah. have to glorify himself. God yeah. brought him yeah. to the time when yeah. it was right. That's so neat. Yeah. You know, this is, this passage is chock full of sacrificial love. Isn't, isn't it? it? Like each, everyone, don't look for your own interests, but the interests of others. So if you want to know, how do I show that? These are very practical ways. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others better than yourself. All extremely easy things for us to do. <laughs> Again, we need the spirit for these things. So don't yes, feel like you have to do them do. on your own. Yes. <laughs> Same attitude as Christ. I just love that. And the fact that he was fully God and he put that aside. He yes. didn't cling to it going, well, we're equal. So maybe you should go down and die on the cross. <laughs> there was never, he just yep. submitted mm -hmm. and believed and came as a human. He did. He didn't cling to that privilege of God. It's just, yeah. that blows my mind. It does to me too. How could you give up that power? Like how, how would you willingly yeah. set that aside? Yeah. <laughs> I was even thinking, what must it be like to be weighted down by gravity? when you oh lived gosh. in a state where there wasn't. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, we don't understand it because we're so used to it, but there must have been a kind of like a kerthunk heaviness mm. for Jesus when he first took on flesh, you know, and, wow. had, and then he was also constrained by time. Right, and being a, an infant and then a toddler. And right. then that right. must have been, it could have been excruciating, like a little claustrophobic and kind of trapped to be God creator into a tiny little form. Oh yes. my word, I never thought of that. Isn't that wild? That is insane. The, the, the humbling that God did mm. to, to be as little as he was as when he, he was. you know, 
spoke stars into existence mm. is astounding. And to be yeah. so vulnerable as yeah. well, to yeah. be such a frail yeah. human. Yeah, and he chose this. Wow. He absolutely chose this. Talk That's about sacrificial love. love. I'll say, That's what a, a love. love. We yeah. can't, I can't even fully grasp it. I can't either. I can't either. It's so when amazing. he asks us to do things like consider others better than ourselves, and we think, excuse me, better? How about equal, maybe? But not <laughs> better, <laughs> right? right? Um, okay, then. Okay, then. Yeah. How about if I do stop understanding myself so well mm-hmm. and uh, imputing motives to others that are (laughs) not the best right how about if i think what would their best motive be what Mm. if what if i was the annoying one Mm. you know because normally if ray and i are having a little marital moment as my mother calls it um (laughs) i i'm convinced that i'm not irritating at all right Right. it's It's all right (laughs) (laughs) but Perhaps Sharon should consider <laughs> that maybe she was driving him crazy, <laughs> right? So, and then to consider other interests and not just our own. Sometimes, mm. you know, walking with Ray, you know, he just kind of wants to talk a lot about the school day or the tests he's grading. And it can sound repetitive because yeah. there's always grading and always, <laughs> you know. But how about if I, how about if I show interest? Mm. How about if I show interest in what interests him? Yeah. Yeah, all these things are so good, and they all require a dying to self, a chance to die. That's so good. I love her story. If you haven't read her story, it's really good. All right, well, the the next one is, um, part of it is my family verse for the year, because this defines agape love, and I looked it up, and the word used for love is agape in this passage. that's cool. Yeah, just so you know. (laughs) Look at you doing the extra homework. Look at that. (laughs) So 1 Corinthians 13, and why don't you read verse 1? All right. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, Mm. but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Wow. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. Oof. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth mm-hmm. wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Oh, I like that part. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. 
Isn't this the most beautiful, impossible passage? <laughs> yes. I don't know any young Christian girl that didn't have this read at their wedding. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But it is. It's such a list of the comparison of the of agape love versus what our love wants to be, you know? And mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good, Sharon. It really you is. You just have it just downloaded and not have to struggle through to be so much. It's like, God, just make me love like you. <laughs> really? I know if I, if I never get further than love is patient, love is kind, <laughs> it would change so many of my interactions every day. Yeah. You know, and this is why it's not enough to read the word once and walk away. Right. Because quite mm-hmm. frankly, we default to selfishness. We just do. It's right. sad, but it's true. So we have to come back to this again and again and again. And you know, the first part where it talks about all the fabulous things you can do for God, right. you know, it reminds me of the people in Matthew that we read about that said, I prophesied in your name and I drove out demons. And oh, Jesus yeah. says, I never knew you. Mm. Owies, you know, it, it's not enough to do the good things. We have to we have to love. And mm-hmm. the only way we can do that is to receive and get filled up with his. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that means that abiding, mm-hmm. that staying close, that being so happy that he loved us, mm-hmm. that it kind of spills on out on other people. That's the key though, isn't it? If we don't believe we're fully loved by God, how can we show agape love to others? We, we have to feel it. Right. We have to believe it right. and we have to know right. it. It has to start with knowing him and mm-hmm. knowing that he thinks we're amazing, which is so mm-hmm. crazy because we know without him we wouldn't be. Right, because we're inside our own brains. Yeah, we know what we think. <laughs> yeah, but he really, really, really does love us. I know. Yeah. That's crazy. And every time we come back because we did the wrong thing again and we have to say we're sorry again, mm-hmm. he says, come here. I've just been waiting for you. <laughs> I mean, honestly. And when we wrap our heads around that, mm-hmm. then we can give out that kind of love. Yeah, yeah, if we know it's a not a finite resource, if we know that the love what we're receiving from God is abundant and unfailing, mm-hmm. wow, wouldn't we want to give that out more freely and know that, oh, I can give you this because the love I feel is so overwhelming. Yeah. I can yeah. love you even though yeah. I think you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I will because I don't know your motivation. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And also thinking of it just from God's perspective. God is patient. God is kind. Mm, he's, he's not so irritable. <laughs> yeah. He isn't rude. You know, yeah. all those things. Because mm. that's agape. That's the sacrificial love. Mm. So, all right then. Now it's time to get practical about this <laughs> thing. We've talked about the incredible love that Jesus exhibited. How are we going to live that out in the everyday messiness of real life? Here Nicole. we go. <laughs> so each week, as we look at a fruit, I want to apply it to four areas of our lives. How do we show that kind of love to God first, mm. to family, to fellow Christians, and to our neighbors and coworkers who don't follow Christ and who don't even show our, share our values? Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. So first up, God. Nicole, yeah. how do we show <laughs> sacrificial love to God? Mm, I think you had mentioned this in another podcast, but that sacrifice of time, you know, yes. I can't make more time. Mm-hmm. And in this season of life with kiddos and puppies and all the things, I do not have a lot of time. So for me, it's church, making it a priority to go to church. Yep. We sacrifice that time, yep. even though an extra day in the weekend would be really great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so making church a priority and also even more personally and more my daily sacrifice of time. We say this all the time, but my mm-hmm. goodness, we just need it. Sacrificing my first five minutes, my first 10 yes. minutes with him, making yeah. sure that 
I am there with him. Yes. My pastor um, used to say, first and final five. First oh. five minutes of the day, last five minutes of oh, the that's day. that's a good one, too. Isn't that good? A lot yeah. of Fs. Yes, first, first and, and final five. <laughs> I need things that are easy to remember. Yes. <laughs> the older I get, the easier they have to be. <laughs> no, but you know, good. to just lay there in bed in the first five minutes or even first five seconds. Good morning, Lord. Yeah. You know, and then the last. Mm. And we, Ray and I do the last every night because we always end, you know, with my head on his shoulder and him praying for us, which is so nice. That's it really so sweet. is. Yeah. But those little time sacrifices, you're right. And uh, another way Jesus very clearly tells us in John, if you love me, obey me. Oh, yeah. I know. Remember that one? <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, okay. So I need to obey him. Mm. And that means to honor my parents and, yeah. and spend time with them. It means to have a kind and gentle answer when I'd rather lash out. If I love him, I show it by my obedience. Mm, that's yeah. good. And yet, so funny because my obedience to him actually is his love for me because the way he's telling me how to live is actually the best way to live. Right. So it's very circular. Because his yeah. commands always come with a benefit or a promise. We Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. So we need to show God love with our time and with our obedience. Mm. There we go. That's practical. Okay. How about family? Family. Ooh, I think for me, serving my family without complaints or playing the martyr. <laughs> Oh, I was so good at that martyr game. I'm sorry to say, oh, and it never—they nobody ever likes a martyr. No. It's not like you win when no you play ever, that card. No, they never come and save you. They're like, oh, poor mom, we'll do the dishes for you. They don't. They no. ignore you. They don't care. You're miserable mm-hmm. doing the dishes. No, nope, no, nope. you're irritating them. That thing about being irritating—the <laughs> yes. martyr is an irritating person. It yeah. is. Oh, it's it so feels hard. so satisfying short term, but mm. then it doesn't. And then it doesn't. Do then it feels no. yucky. So I think serving with sacrificial love is just making sure that my heart's really in it. Yeah. And then kind of on the flip side. Of Again, of serving my family, leaving that pile of laundry that I really want to get off my couch and get done and check off my list and stopping to read a book with my six-year-old. The same book that we've read four times already (laughs) and I'm just not my favorite book, but just stopping in the mess. It's really hard for me to stop in the middle of something. It's very hard. And just being with her, it's, sac- it's a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice because you, you want that laundry done. I do. I want to be done with it. Yeah. And then I'll be with you. Just yeah. give me 10 more minutes. Yeah. But no. No, she needs it now. She exactly. It now. And you know, it's funny because the laundry being done is very visually satisfying. It is. Reading a book <laughs> doesn't have that same quality There's to no it. There's no task done that you can right. see or quantify. Right. Yeah. So, but it's so important. It yeah. is. Yeah, so. it's kind of like one of mine. Because um, I, you know, have grandchildren, I don't see mm-hmm. that often. And when I see them, the younger ones want to play pretend. Oh. Well, I've got a sixty-four-year-old brain, you know, <laughs> and and pretending that you know a robot from outer space, you know, that my grandsons love this, you know, has come and you know being afraid of a robot and oh and goodness. fighting back with you know, this is not me. <laughs> I am not a robot brain. fighter. <laughs> It's just not how I'm wired. Your side hobby. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a sacrifice of, of making my brain go back to make pretend land, mm. which, you know, I've been away from that for a few decades, <laughs> and, um, and just enjoying and playing it because oh. it brings them such joy. Oh, yeah. And if I want them as teenagers to want to see their Nina... Mm. Well, I best be hanging out with them and playing make pretend now. That's a good or point. they're going to have already associated me with, well, we have to be nice to her. <laughs> you know, I don't want them to have to be nice play. to me. Aww. I want them to wa- <laughs> want to hang out with me. Right. And that means make pretend right now. 
Yeah. So, Kill, you know. Fighting off killer robots from right, space. Right, right, right. So that's an example. <laughs> and then with Ray, it's just um, really diving into the things that he loves. And, you know, yes. he's done that for me. He has memorized the na- names of the people on the team and the board. Oh, has And he? he asks me questions on purpose about it. And I know oh. it's on purpose because this is not natural Ray. Yes. He mm-hmm. wants to take an interest in what interests me. And you know what? I found that in our own marriage, too. When I started talking to, my husband loves tractors, and when I go to the tractor shows that I don't care about, and he tells me about antique tractors I know nothing about, but seeing his face light up, and yes. he tells stories of his family who use this tractor on their Aww. farm in North Dakota, I learn yeah. more about my husband. Yes. And then, lo and behold, he's asking me about knitting or something. I'm like, you don't really care what yarn I'm using. <laughs> So it does, when you start to give sacrificial love, you do get it back in return. You do. Not that we should give it to get it back, but it may take a little bit, but it comes back to us. It does. Sacrifice before honor. Yeah. Like with Jesus, it's the same thing. You know, we think, martyr, (laughs) I have just done sacrificial love and died to myself again. And then God lifts up the humble mm. you know it's just so sweet it is it's, it's so good cycle. okay so god family christians fellow christians, believers yeah. sometimes quite frankly they can be harder than non-christians yeah. because our expectations are often way too high Absolutely. christians are sinners hello <laughs> you know and somehow we feel like they ought to behave better mm-hmm. you know they don't, and neither do we sometimes. So right. give me some examples of how to show sacrificial love towards fellow believers. I was thinking the same thing, giving grace, because I do tend to hold myself and others to a higher standard, and mostly others than mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's be honest. So remembering to give them grace when they falter and to encourage them to come back to Jesus and not beat them over with what they've done wrong. Because yep. yes, mm-hmm. we're, we have the Holy Spirit in us. Yes, we're saved, but we're still in this sinful flesh suit that we, we right. struggle with. So give them mm-hmm. grace. I love that. I love that. I've also thought that, you know, I can I can choose my friends, people mm-hmm. that have similar interests to me, sure. you know, things like that. At church, I'm asked to be friends with people that I find very quirky, that mm. I don't have a lot in common with, because yeah. they're sisters and brothers in Christ. Right. And part of sacrificial love is loving them, hearing them, meeting them where they're at, mm. being willing to, you know, help them move or clean their house or do some of I, I, the least, you know how there's love languages? <laughs> My yes. least love ang- language, believe it or not, is acts of service. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I am not a service person. <laughs> at the end of all the potlucks, yeah. I'm talking to someone, hearing their problems. Oh, yeah. I am never cleaning up the dishes. <laughs> and when I try, I drop them. That's right. Right? We've talked about that. I'm not good at this stuff. But that doesn't mean there aren't times when I need to sacrificially go clean someone's house. Right. Even though it's not my preference. I'd rather <laughs> listen to them tell me their troubles. I'm sorry. I'm not going to help you because this isn't my love language. So. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, sometimes it does require that sacrifice. <laughs> sometimes you got to wash the feet. It's true. Right? The stinky you ones just too. do. So, so those are some examples. I yeah. like that. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Okay. How about, you know, our neighbors, our coworkers, yeah. the stranger in Walmart? How do we show sacrificial love to people that um, don't know the Lord, don't show our values, are right. are very different from us, and don't even have a common starting place. At least with a Christian, we we link arms in knowing and loving Jesus. Right, and you it know, helps we, you get over those quirks. Or it those, does. Those, yeah. falling, those failings, because you know that they're going to hopefully come back to Jesus soon, and you have right. that common ground. Right, right. But yeah, how to love, it's... 
I think for us, it's remembering that they don't have the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. It's remembering that they are lost and searching for God, you know? Yeah. And that even though some of their sin and their wrong choices they make, trying to fill that void in their heart, it can be really hard to watch them live that out. And it can be offensive to us yeah. <laughs> yeah. or repugnant. Yeah. We have to remember that. And I think sacrificial love for them can look like showing kindness and not avoiding or looking down on them for Absolutely. their sin. Because right. we were there right. not too long right. ago. And um, we're still there in, in many sins. <laughs> yes, yeah. And we were once just yeah. as lost as they yeah. are. And yeah. doing life with them with healthy boundaries as needed mm-hmm. for different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But just being ready to share Jesus's perfect example of sacrificial love. We have to be with them to show them that love. We do. If we avoid them because, mm-hmm. oh, it's, we're mm-hmm. never going to show them love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, I think I've read somewhere that within two years of becoming a Christian, most, pe- most people don't have non-Christian friends anymore. Wow. And that's a sad truth yeah. because part of it is a natural moving lifestyle away from the, the lifestyle, yeah. but to still invest mm-hmm. in um, our non-Christian friends, I think it's super important. Oh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of things you can do. Maybe you don't get drunk on a Friday night with them, right. but you can have them over for dinner. You can take a walk with them. Right. You can clean their house right. if they're sick. <laughs> Bring Those them a meal when they're things. sick. Right. Exactly. If we yeah. leave them... I don't think that leaves a very good taste in their mouth for Christianity. I agree. You know, we have to be so yeah. careful. And some people we do, we have to be careful about our friends because our friends influence us. Influence right. us. And right. if we have friends that are encouraging us to do the wrong things, obviously, that's some of those healthy boundaries. Right. But right. still be willing, we have to be a part of their lives somehow to show right. love. Right, right. And God will show us because, oh, this is done by the Spirit. <laughs> so he shows <laughs> us. us again. <laughs> right. He leads us if we stayed step with him. You know, okay, this neighbor just came to my house. Mm. Well, that makes it my business business, doesn't it? Right? Absolutely. Or we had a bad fire in our neighborhood and Mm. um, they had nothing. So we did a drive and we took up money and, you know, we gave away our own coats because it was winter and she literally didn't have a coat. Oh my You know, those kinds of things. Um, You you just give, you know, and you want to be at the forefront of that, not like, Mm -hmm. well, I give through my church. Right. Right? Give to your neighbors. Mm -hmm. Josh is really good about keeping up with neighbors. He's always plowing driveways and shoveling things and digging out their ditch when they don't notice. Yeah, the little things, like the practical help sometimes. The practical help means a lot to Yeah. And sometimes just stopping to chat, even when I'm in a hurry, you know, I'll be walking (laughs) and a neighbor will call me over and I'll, if I absolutely like I have a doctor's appointment or something, I'll say, I'll, I'll call you. I have to, but if I can stop, I should. Yeah. Because that's a divine interruption. It is. Even if you miss that last half mile that you wanted to get in. (laughs) Exactly. So, so those are some practical ways, but again, only by his grace. So let's close in prayer and ask for it. (laughs) Lord God Almighty, agape love is amazing. We are humbled that you humbled yourself and took on flesh for us. Lord, we don't know the half of it, of of what that cost you. And we are so grateful. Father, I pray that those who are listening to this podcast would be flooded with the knowledge that you love them deeply, no matter what, that you long for them to stay in step with your spirit, that, they, that, that you want them close, that there's no sin so big that you don't stand ready to say, I, I died for that. I took your punishment. Come and be forgiven. 
Oh, Jesus, help us to every day bask in your love. Feel it, know it, so that we can then agape love others. In your name and by your strength alone, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We loved talking about love, and we love getting comments and thoughts from you who listen. Write us anytime at sweetsela.org slash podcast. Donate at sweetsela.org slash donations and write podcast partner on the memo line. We will get you on our monthly newsletter list where we share photos and thoughts and family stories with our partners. What a fun fruit of the spirit we'll have to unpack next week. Get ready for a super fun time unpacking the fruit of joy in episode 99, Deep Down Joy. Until then, let's be grateful for God's beautiful agape love for all of us. Have a great week. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.